0: You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. Well, the first Sunday of the new year, right? Um, I want to share with you a moment real quick before I, I preach. This was handed to me uh, just a couple of minutes ago, and. Uh, I'm going to sit down and teach this morning, or try to. Uh, so uh, I want to read this to you. This is from Benjamin Shreve, and uh, he's the nephew of Mark and Kim Southern. And uh, sometimes people will come up to me and they'll want to know about our outreach and what we do outside of the church. And honestly, there's so much that sometimes I forget some of the things, but. This young man wanted me to read this letter today and uh, he said, Robert, I want to thank you and your whole congregation at Jewel City Church for the clothing drive that you held this Christmas season aiding the Shaylan, I'm not sure how you pronounce that, Circle of Care Rehabilitation Center with necessities that will be utilized by many who desperately need them. This facility was my home for 17 months and I owe them a large part of my success in obtaining sobriety to this present day. Miracles do happen at this facility, Men change their lives, developing a new. Now, I didn't know I was reading this this morning, but the title of today's message is a new thing. You see, God did a new thing in this man's life, and we have been a part of it. He said, developing a new sense of self and the confidence required to approach life in the appropriate manners. Many of these men have nothing walking through the door beyond the clothes they come in wearing. Your clothing drive gave these individuals appropriate clothing for the seasonal change along with proper hygiene that is in constant demand within recovery centers. To my understanding, all these men were truly grateful for the clothing and supplies, which in turn makes me appreciative, knowing that all of those, those items will be used effectively by someone who truly needs them. Thank you, Jewel City Church, for the service and the love you have expressed to lives who need it more than ever. Benjamin Shreve, and then he wrote the scripture, Proverbs 19 and 17. Whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will reward them for what they have done. Somebody give God a hand clap of praise this morning. Amen. Can we stand for the reading of the Word of God? And um, I don't know. I worked on this throughout the week last week, and uh, my wife and I left Wednesday afternoon, went over to the Amish country. I've got a name change, uh, Pastor Yoder, and uh, our good Amish friends. We picked them up. It was so cold we went. We went in our buggy, and not their buggy, and. And took him to dinner and we just teased each other you know i didn't know how to respond or how to react around them and but we've become comfortable and we was talking about uh the weight of a horse pulling a buggy and and uh, the, uh, my Amish friend, he, and he's got a horse and buggy and, and he didn't know, but we had been to a place that makes wagons uh, for the Amish and so if you put a 1,000 pounds in a wagon, the horse is only pulling 20% of that 1,000 pounds. So I give him an illustration and I said, if I was to go down on the ground, would you rather put me in a wagon or would, would you rather pick me up and carry me? And he said, brother, I'm putting you in a wagon. <laughs> And I said, well, I love the joke, so we're comfortable, and we can joke around each other. Somebody say a new thing. In Isaiah chapter 43, uh, verse 18, uh, you can hear it in my voice. I don't know. I, I come in here and something changes, you know. And uh, a new thing. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 and 19. Uh, Remember ye not the former things... Neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Somebody say a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I don't ever want to be known as a motivational speaker. Uh, I want to be uh, known as a preacher of the word of God but I don't want to be known as one that beats people down either, because a part of my job as a preacher is to motivate people. And I believe that this the scripture is a challenge that we would be motivated, the here that is here today, you would be motivated to seek a new vision uh, and a new interest in the things of God. And that word interest, uh, my wife was up here Friday night and uh, she came home and she was with David Hudson uh, over in the new building and there'd been things on my mind and and David always works on them for us and he told my wife, he said, man, I learned one thing, when your husband's got something on his mind, he's not gonna let up till it's done. Where is your interest? Do we need to refocus sometimes? uh, I'm being honest with you. When I pray, when I'm laying before God, my mind goes other places. Does anybody ever have that struggle? So (laughs) um, I'm not alone, right? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm not alone. But there is a proposition here that challenges us for a new thing and to change our interest. Isaiah, his writings are to the children of Israel. They had came, this this writing had came to the children of Israel during a very bleak period in their history. You gotta remember that Israel was God's children. Uh, You say, well, I'm, I'm a child of God And why is things falling apart in my life? Well, Jesus writes an answer for you and I to that question in Matthew chapter five, verse 45. And I don't think I gave that to the media. But, For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good and sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. My friend, none of us are gonna walk through this. When I walk out here on Sunday mornings and I try, to be honest, I stay in my office as long as I can to keep my mind focused on what God has called me to do. And then I prefer to stay after the service and listen because when I walk out here, Everyone, each one, each family, we're all going through some stuff and I get bombarded and that's okay, but I I would prefer to get bombarded after I deliver the message, if that makes any sense to you. But none of us are going to go through this life without some challenges, without some difficult seasons in our life. So Isaiah's writing is to the children of Israel during a very bleak time. Time. They are in captivity. And I wonder this morning, uh, for those that can hear my voice, I wonder if there is some in the house, and I'm sure that there is, that feel like you are in captivity, that something has you held captive. Somebody has you held captive other than the presence of God. It might be your health. It might be your relationship. It might be your finances that you feel that has. You in captivity, but I heard a young lady stand right here just moments ago and testify that he who uh, the sun sets free is free indeed. And God touched that baby and freed that baby, and God can do the same for your wife. Do you hear me? Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Oh my, they're held in captivity. The enemy has had me held in captivity before and if you would be honest, each one of you could say you've been held in captivity at one time or another but God came by and God set you free and man I'm telling you he came by in my life uh, over 40 years ago and set me free and I can't forget it. Do you hear me? I cannot hold it in. I don't want to hold it in. I want to tell you what God can do in your life if you'll surrender to God, the chains will come off, the prison doors will open, and you shall step out into freedom. Give God a hand and a shout of praise. Here, the children of Israel are not only held in captivity, but they have lost everything that they have i tell you, we could look back some of us in 2023 and we could see things uh, that we have lost in 2023. And those things could hold you captivity if you're not very careful, will hold you captive. It may be a spouse from a death or a divorce. My God. I just looked over and there's Vicki and Kenny and their 19 year old niece went to be with the Lord because of a car wreck. I believe it was Friday morning or Thursday night and they could be bitter and they could look back and they could struggle and the enemy could use that to hold them captive. But what do I see this morning? I see a, a born again believers that are bought by the blood that is rooted in the word of God that are standing firm. And when I made the phone call to Kenny, the first thing Kenny said to me was, uh, it's painful, but we know where she's at because she knew the Lord. Somebody in the house, give God a hand. Clap and a shout of praise you can look back in 23 and say but I've lost my job you can look back and say well I've lost my son or I've lost my daughter my friend I'm t- I'm here to encourage and motivate you don't look back don't look in the rearview mirror of where you have been but look out the front w- window and keep your eyes on the king of kings and the lord of lords and God will direct you where he wants you to go give him a hand clap and a shout of praise so they were held captive they had lost everything that they had had at one time and they were homesick homesick for the land and the blessings that God had promised them homesick maybe you're homesick today for something that you've lost or some place that you've lost the first step to embracing a new year And a new thing that God wants to do in your life is to change your focus. There's another struggle I have. It's called focus. You can be talking to me and I don't hear a word you say. (laughs) Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, he's done it with me. Anybody else ever have that problem? Oh God, I'm in the right church, ain't I? Change your focus. Quit looking behind. Quit looking at the things that has held you captive. Quit looking at the things that make you homesick. Start looking ahead. And at verse 18, remember you're not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Verses, if you'll read that when you go home, verses 18 through 21, the Lord will do greater things than ever for his people and I say it every year, it's going to be a great year, but I believe it every year. It's going to be a great year. He will perform a new thing on your behalf if you'll ask him to. The Bible said we have not because we ask not. Do you believe that that statement is for you and your family? Do you honestly believe that? Or have you come so religious or so cold So hard that you don't believe it any longer. I want to read this out of the NIV. Matthew chapter 17 verse 20. I'll tell you the truth. If you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Nothing. Somebody say nothing. Nothing. What is the new thing? what is the new thing? Here's the new thing. He will guide and he will provide. And I didn't think about this. I was telling Pastor Aaron when he came in my office this morning, I just finished praying. He will guide and he will provide. So I'm there praying this morning in my office early and I started thanking God for my mom and dad. Man, It was this river that opened up there in my office, you know. So how does God guide and how does God provide? He does it in many different ways. And this morning he revealed to me that he had guided me and he had provided me, for me, through my mom and dad, through my grandparents. Now listen, young people, you better hear me. Your respect for your parents ought to be here and your tone towards your parents ought to be here does that make any sense because they have guided you through life and then I got to thanking God how God provided for me through my family through my dad my mom she was a stay at home mother my mother worked hard my mother would hook up the plows and plow the garden by herself. My mother would cut trees down and my two aunts who had never married and they would cut firewood. God will provide for you. Wonder how many times, I don't want to get too graphic, they wiped my hand in. I'll just say it the way it is. Huh? So your respect level for your parents should be here. And your tone should be here. Oh, I'm getting on some young people's nerves right now. And the old people ought to say, preach it. Yeah. Preach, it. preach it. Preach it. You stop and do the math. Try to figure out how much money they spend on you in your life. Huh? You know, I read an article yesterday that somewhere around 40% of college graduates in America still live at home. 40%. And parents today feel like they're doing them a favor. No, you're not doing them a favor. You're not guiding them to the next season in their life. Oh boy, it's quiet in the house, ain't it? Quiet in the house. Huh? Quiet, isn't it? Quiet in the house. That's all right. If you're over 40 years old in this house, this ain't even my message. None of this has been my message. If you're over 40 years of age in this house and when you left home, you never looked back and you had to make it on your own between you and God, stand stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Wow. Wow. I don't think I need to say any more. Have a seat, huh? A new thing. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, Neighbor, he needs to get back to the message. He will guide and he will provide as never before. Although the Babylonians held them in captivity. God has a plan always and nations came and set them free. Do you hear me? Do not dwell on the past, what's happened to you because we could all stay there if we wanted to. If you are continually looking behind, you will never see where you're going. Man, I've made a lot of mistakes in the past. And some people want to bring it to my attention You know, anybody ever have someone in your life want to tell you what you used to be or what what you've used to have done? You know, I'm so thankful by God's grace that those sins are forgiven. Can someone in the house say amen? So I think this, and boy, somebody had a big amen right there. Do not dwell on the past. If you depend on your past victories, your past victories will never sustain you in your present trials. Do you hear me? So I said I've made some past mistakes. But I can look in the past and see where I've had some good victories, really have, been blessed. But Rob, if I dwell on the past victories, it won't sustain me in my present trials. Time of need. Do you hear me? Can somebody say amen? Yeah. So you cannot depend on the past victories. Verse 18 says, Forget the former things, not just the bad things, the good things, man. You can't dwell there and stay there forever. Johnny, if you want to reach your potential. The children of Israel had made many, had many, many victories in their past, leaving Egypt. 400 years they were in slavery. Can you imagine how victorious that was for them when they left Egypt conquering the land of Canaan? And I could go on and on, but now they're in captivity. Previous victories was doing nothing to set them free. They needed a new work, somebody say a new work. New work. They needed a new miracle. They needed a new victory. We need new work. We need new growth. My aunt's got a Christmas cactus on it and she loves to go out and count how many blooms, new blooms are coming. This letter that I read you was a new work. It's a new bloom. We can't remain stagnant. Can't do the same thing that we've did in the past. God wants to do a new thing, Jimmy. Not only in our lives, but in our church, in our church ministry, in our church family. And we've got to allow God to move outside of the box. And some people say, well, that's not the way we always did things. God don't do the same thing all the time. Do you hear me? Somebody say amen. So we need a new work. Lamentations chapter three verse twenty-two and twenty-three. It is of the Lord's. Mer- it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because His compassions fail not. Listen to this, they are new. Somebody say new every morning, and then it says, "Great is Thy faithfulness." Whew, new. Every morning, yeah. Thank you, Lord, for a new day. Thank you, God, that you're doing something new every day in my life. Thank you for the breath that I have in my lungs. Honestly, I'm not just saying it. I laid before God this morning said, thank you, God, that I was able to get up by myself this morning. Thank you, God, that I was able to dress myself. Thank you, God, that I was able to drive. What an opportunity and a privilege to share your word one more time. God, great is thy faithfulness. Has God been faithful to anybody in the house? Woo. By each morning, each morning is a new opportunity to reflect on God's word in our lives each morning and every day. As a believer, your slate is wiped clean. God's grace and God's mercy is new every day looking at the victory of the cross. If you'll just take time to look at the victory of the cross, they thought they killed him and they buried him, but brother, on the third day, he came out of the tomb. You talk about victory, and I am in Christ. We are victorious. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. You cannot allow your past failures to possess you. Don't dwell on the past. This morning I was in my prayer time and talking and thinking and praying about guidance and I shared how God had guided me with my parents. But there was a season in my life when my parents at nighttime really didn't know where I was at a whole lot of time. And I look back in some of the stupid situations that I placed myself in and some of the things that I did, it is only by God's grace that I didn't get killed or locked up. Do you hear me? And I'm not proud of that, but I'm telling you God was guiding me through that time for such a time as this. God had a plan in my life to put me in a pulpit in front of a group of people that I love and God allowed me just to go so far but God protected me, Pastor Rita. Without question I look back after situation after situation. God protected me for such a as this. Do you hear me? I'm not about to blow it. I got a piece of paper on my desk. It was just handwritten. And it means more to me than anything in that office. And I wrote, you started out right. You will finish right. Do you hear what I'm saying? I'm not going to look back. I'm not going to go back. I'm not going to dwell on the path. I'm going to keep my eyes on the cross. And when God tells me to move, I'm going to move. Whether you want to go with me, or not I am going to move somebody and anybody you want to give God a hand clap and a shout of praise Woo! Woo! oh help me Jesus you know that the best part is his mercy will never run out never run out and said it's new every day <laughs> new every day Oh, glory to God. Oh, when you think it's empty, take another look. When you think it ran out, take another look. Oh, hallelujah. I can see my grandma right now. I can see her with that little hanky shouting all over the church. i like to see God get a hold of you with what my grandma used to have. Oh, new every day. New every day. Some of you couldn't praise God. I'm telling you, if you hit the lottery, whoo, what He's done for me, I cannot contain it. God, you are so good, you cannot allow, don't allow your past failures to possess you. Don't dwell on the past. Do you hear me? The children of Israel, they had failed God miserably. They did not deserve to receive anything from God, nothing. Yet he still loved them and he wanted to help them change. I don't deserve nothing, but God loves me and God wants to help me change. Notice God's message. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. God, listen to this. If you don't get anything out of this message, God was not condemning them for their past because they could do nothing to change it. That's why there's no condemnation in Christ. God is not condemning us of our past because we cannot change our past. You hear me? God was holding out a hand of hope. That's what God was doing. And the message has never changed. God is holding out a hand of hope for you this morning. In Romans chapter 15 verse 13, reading from the NIV, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. May the God of hope, may the God of hope, may the God of hope fill you, fill you with all joy and peace. Uh oh, as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow. He's not a God of enough, He's a God of more than enough. Will overflow. The God of hope will overflow by the power of the Holy Spirit. So forget about your past. God's given you an opportunity to start over. Stand with me this morning, and honestly, I'm not close to being done. But I can tell sometimes when we need to stand. Isaiah 55 and 7. Stay focused. (laughs) Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Stay focused. Because the moment, oh, don't go there, don't go there. Isaiah 55 and 7, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. and Let him return unto the Lord, let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. If you're going to get anywhere in your spiritual life, you must understand that you cannot live on yesterday's faith. You cannot live on yesterday's faith. And I'll tell you another thing. I can't live on my mom and dad's faith. I can't get to heaven on my mom and dad's salvation. Can't do it. The fact is the children of Israel had seen and experienced many, many blessings. From their first Passover to the crossing of the Red Sea, to the conquering of the Canaan land, to the building of the temple. I could go on and on. Their old faith was not sufficient enough to deliver them from their present situation. They needed new faith. I want to read something to you. They needed a new faith, but they needed a new vision for what God could do. I don't see Dave Bennett. Is Dave Bennett in the house? They we're back there, Dave. I'm going to ask you a question. <laughs> Is it okay if I tell a story on you, Dave? Yeah, he didn't have no choice in front of 700 people. <laughs> <laughs> next week, I pray that you're all here. Next next week's our 30th anniversary. We started in a garage down behind Subway. It was a Action Chevrolet garage. It went bankrupt. It's the dollar store now. We started with 23 people. It was a new thing. God was doing a new thing. And uh, you've heard me say this before, act like you haven't. <laughs> and uh, some Sunday mornings, I'd be in my office, in my office, it was down at the end, of, it was in the hallway, <laughs> and at the end of the hall, and uh, I had a card table, it was all rusted up. I had a metal chair, it was all rusted up. You see, I was all rested up one time before Jesus came in my life and shot a little WD-40 on me. You know? And uh, I can remember before church, God, I don't even have a message. You know, don't even have a message. But I didn't always have to have a message because he did. It was his love, you know. So that was January 8th of '94. In February, I decided to do three-night revival. God, you got to help me get three messages. And that revival went, I think, 11 nights. And I preached every night. Where there is no vision, the Bible says people perish. Do you hear me? You need not only vision in your church, you need vision in your family, vision in your businesses, vision for your children. Do you hear me? I want to read Psalms 85, 6 to 8. Wilt thou not revive us again? And I underlined this morning the word again. That tells me they'd been in that shape before. What about us today? Man, there's been... Ethan, there's been times down through the last 30 years where I said, God, I need revived. You hear me? Jerry, you hear me? Uh, Pat, you hear me? Bruce, we all know you could use it. (laughs) Revive us again. I don't want to go into 2024 without God. I don't want to go without His guidance, without His direction, without His anointing. Do you hear me? The psalmist says, Will that not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee? Show us thy mercy, O Lord, and grant us thy salvation. I will hear what God the Lord will speak. I will hear. For he will speak peace unto his people and to his saints, but let them not turn again to folly. The psalmist was asking God to revive his people, bringing them back to spiritual life. And I don't know the life of every individual in here spiritually. But I pray that you're on fire for God. And if not, let us change our focus. Let us look toward God and ask God to revive us again. Would the man come, please? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. That doesn't mean anything either. The second thing about your focus is clarify. Clarify your focus. Discover what God wants for your life. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? And I didn't understand that. Listen to this. Shall you not know it? So I looked up in some other translations, some other versions. It says, so you do not perceive it. You don't see it. You don't understand it. You don't grasp what God wants in your life wherever you're at work in the workforce there's a plan that you're there for. there's a purpose not just for a paycheck that's where God has planted you if you're in a school, if you're in a classroom if you're in a hayfield wherever you're at God's got a plan for you in that particular place and we've all heard this, bloom where you're planted right? right? The children of Israel had a choice. They had a choice. They could view their past and their problems that they were having in the present time or they could look into the future. we've all got a choice. You'll either dwell in the past or you'll trust God and you'll step into a new season. So very important, and I'll try to wind this down in order to discover what God wants for you you got to see yourself as God sees you. There came a time in my life I had to see myself as God seen me. And because of his son's blood when God looks now, he doesn't see the filth in my life. Do you hear me? God's not condemning nobody in this house. He didn't come for that. He came to save you today. Do you hear me listen you may feel like your past has made your life a wasteland but in God your life can become a stream of life it still amazes me that 40 years ago I was sitting on a bar stool, something like this and God changed my wasteland into a stream of life how many knows what I'm talking about huh yeah I didn't think I was the only one there in order to discover what God wants for you you must see your possibilities and not your problems we opened up the new Buzz Henderson Center and there's been some problems okay but I'm going to dwell on the possibilities right because God will work it all out amen somebody say amen so he's able to transform you today Second Corinthians chapter three, verse 17. Now the Lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. God will open up something new in 2024, but here's the question and I promise I'm done. Will you follow him? I promise you God will open up a new door for you in 24, but will you follow him? every head bowed, and every eye closed. I like to ask the whole group, are you willing? Are you willing to let God do a new thing in your life? If you're willing, slip your hand toward heaven. Say, God, I'm ready. God, I'm ready. Every hand down, every head bowed. I think the greatest, newest thing that he ever did in my life is when he he touched me and the Holy Spirit convicted me and drew me to where I asked him to forgive me of my sins. The greatest miracle of all is when we're saved. So I don't know the hearts of anyone in this room today, but we never close the service without giving you an opportunity to be introduced to Jesus Christ, to be your Lord, to be your Savior. So if you're here today and and the enemy will be speaking to you right now, saying, oh my, you don't know enough about it. You don't know enough about the Bible. The enemy will tell you, no, you're not ready. No, no, this ain't for you. These are a bunch of weirdos down here. No, these are people that love God and love your soul. These are people that wanna see you live forever. I told a friend of mine the other day, I don't wanna walk by your casket and not know where you're at. So if you're here today, I'm not gonna come to you. But if you'd like to ask Jesus Christ into your heart, you'd like to surrender and give him your life and then learn about him. And at the end of the journey here, you'll live forever in a place called heaven Instead of a place called hell, by his grace, not by anything else. And I promise I'm not going to embarrass you, but slip your hand up high and say, Today, I'd like to give my life to Christ. Today. I see your hand. Thank you. Somebody else. I see that hand. Thank you. Somebody else. Yes, sir. I see your hand, sir. Somebody else, somebody else, somebody else, somebody else, somebody else, somebody else, somebody else. Somebody else. Somebody else. Somebody else. If you raise your hand, I want you to look right at me. Raise your head, open up your eyes. Don't be ashamed. Pray this prayer out loud where two or three people around you at least can hear it. Lord Jesus. Today, I surrender my life. I ask you, Lord, to forgive me of my sins, to guide me, to protect me, to walk with me. And Lord, from this day, I will do my best to live my life for you and to learn of you to serve you and to share you with others in my life. Lord, I repent of my sins and I'm turning towards you. If you prayed that prayer, I want to welcome you to the family of God. Give God a hand. Listen to me. I know it's getting a little long. you ask Christ in your life today That's not the end, that's the beginning it's not the end you don't do it just to get to heaven you do it to get a little heaven while you're on earth you do it because he died for you you do it because you love him that you want to change and it's a process you're not going to change completely overnight he's still working on me is the way the song goes, right? I've asked the band earlier to come up so we can just have a time of family prayer, family worship. Let's thank God for 2023. Well, let's come before God and say, God, what is your purpose for me in 2024? So as they begin to sing, would you come? I'd like for families, i like for you to come. If you're not able to kneel, stand. Stand. Come real close. We're going to close that way anyway. And come and thank God for 2023. But ask God to give you vision. Ask God to give you a new plan, a new focus for the upcoming year. Go ahead, guys. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m.